ear. The article, an ear way and a far way. Rabash. In the portion, Beshalach, when Pharaoh sent, we find that the text tells us God did not lead them through the land of the Philistines, for it was near, lest the people change their, changed their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. This means that a near way is not good. Regarding the second Passover, we see, speak to the sons of Israel, saying, should any man be impure for the soul, or on a far way for you, he should make a Passover for the Lord on the second month. This means that if he is on a far way, he cannot do the Passover in its time. We see that the portion B'Shalach tells us that the near way is not good, as it is written that he did not lead them for it was near, but that the far way is better. In the portion when you raise the candles, it is written that one who is on a far way is uh, put off for a second Passover. This implies that the far way is worse than the near way. First, we must know that the ways to which the Torah relates certainly implies a far way and a near way with respect to achieving the completeness of the goal. Thus, it is difficult to understand how it can be said that the near way is not good. That is, the reason that the Torah gives us for this is that they will see war and return to Egypt. But near means close to the Creator. If he's close to the Creator, how can it be said that they will regret and return to Egypt? We understand the opposite. If the people had regretted on a way that is far from the Creator, it could be said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. In the portion Re'eh, see, the writing says, if the, if the way is so great for you that you cannot carry it, since the place where the Lord your God chooses to set His name is too far from you. Sulam gave an explanation about this and asked, what is the reason that the text gives us the reason for if the distance is so great for you that you cannot carry it. He said that since men must assume the burden of the kingdom of heaven and must be as an axe to the burden and as a donkey to the load, and men cannot carry it, meaning that it is hard for him to bear the load, which is the meaning of cannot carry it. For this reason, the Lord, the road, will be far for you. 
This is not so if one did take upon himself the burden of the kingdom of heaven. Then he would see that everything is near him. That is, a person sees that the place where the Lord your God chooses to set his name, meaning the place where God has chosen to set his name is far from him, is as it is written, and let them make me a temple, and I will dwell within them. That place is far from the person, meaning from being able to make in his heart room for instilling the Shekhinah. He is far from understanding such a thing that one will have the strength to make room for instilling the Shekhinah in his heart. This is so because he will not be able to carry it, meaning he does not want to take upon himself this accepted way, as an ox is an ox to the burden, as an a donkey to the load. It therefore follows that one should exert all of one's energy only on this. That is, one should always seek advice how to take upon himself the above-mentioned burden. One should focus all of one's work, meaning in everything that one does, in Torah and mitzvot, one should desire that these works will bring him the assuming of the burden of kingdom of heaven, not in order to receive reward. And that this is where the Lord, your God, has chosen to set his name. To understand the above, we must interpret this with regard to the beginning of the work. There is the matter of work in practice, and there is a matter of working on the intention as well. That is, one should work on the intention too. This means that while observing the mitzvot, one should have a good intention, meaning with which intention is he performing the mitzvot, namely the reason that causes him to keep the mitzvot. Since we should aim the actions to be not in order to receive reward. And since man is born, with a vessel of reception, which is so that it is impossible to make any movement without receiving reward for one's work. Since it is in our nature not to make any movement unless we see that it is worthwhile. That we will have more pleasure by relinquishing rest. That is, we relinquish the state we are in in order to receive more pleasure than we have now. 
before we leave the pleasure and go do something else. That is, it is certainly important that through performing a new act, he will receive more pleasure. Thus, he must do and keep the Torah mitzvot, not because the Creator wants us to keep them, and we want to do His will, so He will derive pleasure from our obedience to Him. Rather, since He promises us a great reward for listening to Him, This is why we try to keep what He wants from us. Since we are looking at the great reward that He will pay us for our work. In keeping to run mitzvot. Meaning to distinguish between action and intention. An action means that he aims to do the act that he was that he has commanded us from Moses to keep Torah and mitzvot in all its details, and that we should aim that the mitzvah that we're doing is in order to do his will, that he wanted us to keep Torah and mitzvot. It follows that the intention that the person should intend is that we should aim that the actions we do are in order to keep what He has commanded us. This is regarded as intending for the actions, for the action to be fine, as he had told us through Moses. It is like the judgment concerning blowing the shofar, the horn, that if he blows the shofar in order to learn, or blows in order to sing, and not for the purpose of mitzvah, then he has not done his duty. It therefore follows that when we say that the mitzvot requires require intention, it means that he should aim that the act that he's performing will be because he wants to keep the commandment of Jesus. All this is regarded only as the practice of mitzvot, but not the intention. This is so because everything he thinks about during is to perform the act that the Creator has commanded us. And all the labors we labor in Torah and mitzvot are like all the people in the world who work and labor in order to be rewarded and nothing more. Also, here we need special additional attention, because when we say that all the work is in the practice of mitzvot, 
means that the labor is in the practice. And it cannot be said here that there is work for the reward. Rather, in order to receive reward for the labor, we do not see that a person will need effort to receive reward. Since the only reason we labor and relinquish many things is that we consider the reward. And only the reward compels us to do hard work without minding the quality of the work or the time of the work because the reward determines everything. Thus, we should understand why we say that there is work on the intention, meaning work on the reward. After all, how can we speak of work here? Rather, the thing is that when a person engages in Torah Mitzvot, and wants his reward to be that the Creator will give him the thought and desire to work not in order to receive reward. The body does not agree to such reward. Since normally we receive reward for work. That is, the work is in concessions of needs that he enjoys, in return for which he will receive greater pleasures than he is conceding. For example, he relinquishes rest and sometimes sleep and so forth, and receives in return greater and more necessary pleasures. This is not so when he relinquishes pleasures by coercion, meaning the body disagrees and wants reward in order for the body to agree to relinquish all kinds of pleasures. He follows that the work is acts of bestow, and the reward will also be the intention only to bestow, without any reward of reception. For this intention, meaning for this reward, one must work a lot. This is more difficult than working in practice. Although he does not need different things at a different time for the intention of the reward. Rather, the same work that he does at the same time when he's working are enough for him. And he does not need other actions, but merely thought and intention. What is the intention? That his thought, thought and his desire will be like the act. That is, as he does the work, the act, because the Creator had command, has commanded him to do it, 
So the intention will be only that he wants to keep the commandments of the Creator only for the Creator, without any reward. The fact that all that is demanded of man while performing the act, when he is doing the Creator's will, is to aim while performing the mitzvah, not because he's considering the reward, and this compels him to work day and night. That is, he keeps what is written, and he shall contemplate him day and night. It is not because he considers the reward, and this makes him work day and night. Rather, his desire to bring contentment to the Creator is the reason why he exerts in work. For their own benefit or for the benefit of the Creator. It takes a lot of hard work for the body to agree to work for the Creator, meaning to tell the body what I hope for, what reward I want to receive from the Creator for forcing you to work so hard. So the Creator will give me the reward that He will not be able to obstruct me when I want to do everything in order to bestow. Naturally, the body yells out loud and does all that it can to avoid losing its control. Therefore, it does not let them do the simplest things because it is afraid that by the merit of the act, he will achieve lishma. Which is entirely for the Creator, and it will have no part that it will be able to receive for self love. Because of it, we see that for those who want to keep Torah and Mitzvot in order to bestow, every little thing is very difficult because the body is afraid in every action it performs that perhaps through the work he is doing, the person will achieve lishma and all the control of the will to receive over the person will be revoked. This is regarded as having work on the reward as well. It means that he has work to choose the reward he wants for his work in Torah and Mitzvot. Whether it is reward that pertains to self-love or reward that is for the Creator alone. And he does not want to give self-love any part of his work and always thinks, when will I be granted with having a desire only to bestow contentment upon the Creator? Love. 
It implies from the words of Maimonides that there is a near way, meaning that it is near to man's heart, meaning in order to receive reward. It follows that it is called near because it is close to man's heart. But there's another interpretation of near way which is that a person sees each time that he is coming closer to the goal. And for him, the goal is called reward. And he hopes that when he has a certain amount of Torah and Mitzvot, he will promptly receive reward for his work. As it is known that being a hired worker pays only in the end. Therefore, he believes that when he finishes his work in this world, he will receive his reward in the next world. Besides having mitzvot, whose reward is in this world too. As it is written, these things that a man eats, their fruits are in this world, and the capital awaits him for the next world. It therefore follows that each day he feels that he has something in his hand, meaning the reward of a day's work, and each day joins a year, and a year to a year. For example, a person who begins to observe Torah, to observe mitzvot at age 13, which is the time when mitzvot become mandatory. By age 20, he is happy that, thank God, he already has seven years of work written to his account. By age 30, he is extremely happy because he already has 17 years of work written in his book. It follows that each time he works, he can be happy, that his reward is growing from day to day. This work is called close to his heart, since he is certain about his advancing reward. This way is called near way, because it is agreeable to the heart. Since if one sees progress in his way, that way sits well with the heart, because he has what to examine. In the work he does, he sees that each day he has a certain amount of work in Torah and Mitzvot. And everything is written into his, in his book. As it is written, he would say, all is in deposit and a fortress spreads over all of life. The store is open and the shopkeeper sells by deferred payment. The book is open and the hand writes.
Therefore, he is certain that he has a great asset of reward that he has accumulated by working each day and from year to year. For this reason, this way is called near way. This is also called a short way for the above reason. Since he does not need a long time for a person to understand that it is worthwhile to walk on this path because this path is close to his heart. This is why it is a short way. However, it is a long way to achieve the truth. For the Torah and Mitzvot to bring him into having the intention only to bestow. It is very far because this way is the opposite of the path of Dvekut with the Creator. Which is entirely to bestow. Here he begins to walk on a way that his intention will be only to receive reward. But the purpose one should achieve through his labor in Torah and Mitzvot is to bring him to work in order to bestow. As our sages said, I have created the evil inclination, I have created the Torah as a spice. He needs to see that through Torah and mitzvot, the evil in him called receiving in order to receive will be corrected. And he will be able to do everything for the sake of the Creator and not for his own sake. Concerning his own sake, it is, as our sages said about the verse, if a man dies in a tent, that the Torah exists only in one who puts himself to death over it, and not for his own benefit. This is called near and far. It is near to his heart for the two above reason, but far from the truth. As Maimonides says, one who works from love engages in Torah and Mitzvot and and walks in the paths of wisdom, not because of anything in the world and not because of fear of evil and not in order to inherit abundance, but does the truth because it is the truth. It follows according to the words of Maimonides that the above near way is far from the truth. Accordingly, we can interpret God did not lead them through the land of the Philistines, for it was near, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. The matter of when they see war should be interpreted to mean that by engaging in Lolishma, the way is the one that illuminates illumination that one must achieve Lishma. And since the beginning of the work, 
is in Lolishma, they will not want to go to war with the evil with the inclination because they will fear losing their degree of engaging in Torah and mitzvot. This is a far way. The Creator wanted to go with them right away to Mount Sinai and give them the Torah. This is why He told them right away that they must go by the far way. That is, although this work is far from the heart, it is close to the truth. And by this, they will be fit to receive the Torah at the foot of Mount Sinai. Therefore, it follows that we can interpret long and short way to mean short and near. Thus, the meaning will be far from the heart meaning that it will that it requires a long time to make the heart see until it can understand that it is worthwhile to work for the purpose of truth meaning to keep Torah and mitzvot in truth because the creator has commanded us to keep the Torah and mitzvot and we want to keep it so that he will enjoy our doing his will. It follows that the cause and the reason for keeping his commandments is the Creator and not the person. This means that the importance of the Creator compels him to have a desire and craving to serve him and bring him contentment. This is called a far way, which is because it is far from the heart, but close to the truth, where by by being shown the truth, he is closer to touching the truth. However, near and far means short and long. This means close to the heart. For since the body craves pleasures, and he promises that promises it that through his labor in Torah Mitzvot, it will receive reward. It follows that the body is the reason for keeping Torah and Mitzvot. That is, if he could receive greater pleasure elsewhere, why would he work where the salary is low? This is why this is called near and short, for it does not require a lot of time to make the body understand that it should assume the burden of Torah and mitzvot. For it was near. However, in the portion Behalotcha, it is written regarding the second Passover, or one who was on a far way is put off for a second Passover. 
we asked. This means that the far way is not good. And this is why he was put off for a second Passover. We should interpret that when a person walks on the, on the near way, meaning close to his heart, he feels that he is closer to Kedusha than others who are walking on the far way. Since each day he feels that the Torah and Mitzvot he is performing are accumulating and increasing. Thus, he has nothing to correct in himself in order to be close to Kedusha, for he can see with his own eyes and does not need to believe above reason that he is ascending on the levels of sanctity. After all, he is keeping the Torah and Mitzvot in every detail. So naturally, his Kedusha is growing every day. He feels that he is a complete righteous and wonders how he can keep what our sages said be very, very humble. It follows that such a person from the state he is in with respect to practice is hopeless to ever be able to make a sacrifice to the Creator, meaning to come near Him with respect to equivalence of form because he does not feel that he is immersed in self-gratification. However, if he feels that he is far from the Creator, meaning sees that he is still immersed in self-gratification and yells to the Creator to let him out from self-benefit and into benefiting the Creator, then he can be corrected, meaning he is put off for a second Passover and then he makes a sacrifice, meaning that he come, that then he comes near to the Creator. It follows that we should discern two types in the work of the Creator. One type includes those who still belong to Lolishma. The second type are those who already belong to Lishma. They are two types and one cannot understand the other. This is called long and short, far and near. Yes. I have a choice with respect to the reward that I demand for the action? Only the reward. So, wait a minute. I don't have a choice in performing the action. I, I do the action anyway, regardless of the reward that I demand. We'll say so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do I make this choice? I don't feel that... Uh, I mean, how do I 
make the choice? How do I make the scrutiny? What is the more correct reward for the action? Again, I come to perform a certain action. Yes, I feel that my uh, effort is on do I even do it or not, because I don't feel like doing it. It goes against my routine, against the reward. Against some other reward that I get. Other reward, or yeah, okay, well. So I start this uh, work of um, I need to persuade myself to perform uh, the actions, to connect with the friends, do some dissemination, or whatever it is. So, how do I make the choice with and and get for the and choose the correct reward? Do I have such a choice? What would you like to have? Would I, like, would I like it to be? I would like to have an option in my action. Here I see an egoistic reward. Here I see an altruistic reward. And I would be able to choose the altruistic reward. Then I know it's the right way. Towards the creator. But is that a reward for you? Well, it's a question. Theoretically, yes, but I'm not, I'm not sure. And also, I don't really feel this uh, split before the action. There is only one reward with which I manage to persuade myself. So how do I focus the reward so it's more closer to be stole? Is there such an option? You need someone in front of you to be as an example that what's important in his eyes will be working with no reward. And that's the ten. Your friends who with whom bit by bit you go into a connection and then the essence of that connection later changes. You begin to feel that they are more and more far from you and they're advancing towards a loftier and loftier reward. Yes, Gershon? I'll be able to ask uh, properly. He makes a separation here between the body and the heart. There is the work of the body, which is to receive the reward the body wants, and there is seemingly the work of the heart, which is to reach the true path, bestow. Yes. I uh, noticed that the difference between the body and the heart becomes blurred. The gap becomes blurred. Seemingly, the, the body controls the heart. And as time goes, uh, all, as goes by, it becomes even more sharp. Let's say a person comes to the morning lesson, a person comes to the society, he does whatever is required. Sees it in the environment, this is what is respected in the environment, this is how he goes. But the search 
So the truth becomes blurred. The need to perform these actions in order to bestow, in order to bestow to the Creator, seemingly disappears. Yes. It's because these things are becoming less important in your eyes. How can it be? I am in a society where there is no place where they appreciate the spiritual reward more than that society that I'm in. It should work on me. And why doesn't it work? That's my question. You're blaming the environment. I don't blame anyone. I'm trying to understand why it's not working. Because seemingly, in my body, I I do whatever I can, whatever I'm being taught to do. But, uh, But other than doing actions with your body, you need to do other actions in your desire. In your spirit. So this is the essence that you're talking about, but uh, the light should be doing that in me. It should be as a result. Actually, in the same attitude to the light, you're doing, you're saying you're only doing corporeal actions. So the expectation is that the inner scrutiny towards the truth should become more focused, more sharp, not to be blurred. And why do I come to the morning lesson? Well, let's put it this way. In the beginning of my path, I started to do whatever I needed to do in order to reach the truth. So I came to the teacher, he said, do this and this and that, this and this and that. And the society said so also, and I did, I would do the same because I want to reach the truth. I want to be a bestower, to be a pipeline of the creator. But as time passes, and the more I perform these actions, it becomes routine for me. And the scrutiny of where the truth is, this inner point becomes more and more blurry. It's as if the body has taken over the truth. The will to receive has taken over the truth. It is now the boss. Yes. So how do I separate again? On the one hand, continue to do whatever I need to, but make a separation between the body and the heart. Because right now, the body has complete control over my heart. Who can reply to him? You, please. I want to answer, but to continue the scrutiny, maybe out of that, we will reach the correct understanding. Okay. I want to understand Gershon is saying, and I wanted also to ask about it. Let's say a person comes you know, out of this uh, innocence or naivety. He feels that there is a truth here. He's willing to do everything. He found the truth here. He's willing to give up everything and go all the way. He feels good about it. He doesn't really make a scrutiny about the reward or he doesn't make any scrutinies. He simply does, does it out of the feeling that this is the truth. Later on, he accumulates coarseness, let's say. And then the question is, should a person now try to want to be innocent and do the work as he felt it and always keep this uh, state of innocent, innocence and, and pure work or should he get into these scrutinies and scrutinize what is the reward and all of these things that we read about in the articles working on the left line what is the right intention here? probably Scrutinies need to be made. But then he loses the innocence and the cleanness that he had. 
first he had a, an inclination to a simple scrutiny, and he did that. And now he needs to do a more complex scrutiny. You understand now? There are different questions now. do it in order to bestow, in order to receive. It's not as simple as it used to be. And here, what is the most important in this work of scrutiny, so that on the one hand we will keep the cleanness, and on the other hand we will add to it each time some coarseness or left line, not sure how to say it. Yes. So what's most important in, in that work? Most important, where do I become closer to the Creator? No. Ways. You need the light that reforms. So, uh, I want to give an example for a minute and scrutinize something. We come out of here, out of the morning lesson, with a big fuel. Our tank is fuel with a lot of uh, power, and we begin the day with a lot of power. Then we reach the last part of the day, two, three hours before sleep. There... There is a feeling that uh, it's like you want to do the last mile in uh, giving up on uh, reception, but there it's very difficult. You seemingly ran out of fuel. And before you go to sleep, you feel this fear that you, you want to feel your will to receive a little bit. It, it needs something. And there is this feeling that... Uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's not simple. The question is, how do we overcome it? Meaning, you agree going to sleep empty. I want to go to sleep empty. Sometimes it works. I know this emptiness is very good because then you get up to the morning glass with an empty vessel and it's good. But sometimes you don't manage. There is this fear of going to sleep empty. You don't appreciate it, yeah? Uh, in isolated cases, I managed to appreciate it. In other cases, I'm not capable of uh, doing it in those hours before the sleep. An hour, an hour and a half, I'm seemingly slipping into these small, you know, fulfillments that um, bother me. And it's frustrating. I feel that it's really harmful because it's the last stage. It's like a person who's now running a marathon and he's coming to the end and then he sits, stops and his, his body is all warm and it cools off and he has to continue in the last part but and he destroys his entire race. Uh, it feels like the entire momentum of the day in that last stage of the day you can really lose all of it. Something like that. Tough. Okay. You'll probably get some advice from the friends. What's your advice? You, you once said, just go to sleep, but it's not easy to do it. The body doesn't always let you do it. Continue. Continue trying. Okay. Any other questions? 
No other questions. Okay. Good morning. Teacher, it's more connected to the way we study. It's not about the text. There is an advantage or the reforming light in just hearing this text because I don't understand any of it. After three lines, my head starts uh, thinking of other things. I don't care too much to understand what's here. Is, there, is this still good? or Don't show yourself to us as uh, ignorant. You have your mind, you have emotional emotions, you have everything. You need to enter these articles with your whole being. Okay, but since we started to study these long articles, I don't manage to focus, especially if it's such long text. And many excerpts seem to repeat themselves. I lose my concentration. Perhaps this is how he's teaching us. From the entire article, you need to do some small summaries, whether it's a page or a quarter of a page, doesn't matter, some kind of summary. In advance, altogether, the article is not difficult. To implement it is a different thing. But his article is to execute it, to understand it, to do all kinds of things. I can do it. What do I do? I find myself sitting here for 15 minutes. 15 minutes, I just look at the clock, I look at the friends. Many, many friends fall, fall asleep. It used to be that we would just read small excerpts and scrutinize them, read more small excerpts and scrutinize them. And now I don't manage to do it. When he reads, do you get excited by it? Are you inspired? I mean, what should happen in, in, inside of you? Because it doesn't work for me. It's good that you have a complaint. Now you need to check. How do you calm it down? What will be the response to it? Yes. Why? I'm not complaining. I'm telling you what I feel. What do you mean I'm complaining? I'm not complaining about it. It's just the way it is. Yes. It's all true. You read. Are you inspired? Yes. We have to gradually enter the article and try, if not to understand, then to adhere to the author as much as possible. And through that, through getting closer to him, you can understand emotionally, not intellectually, emotionally, you'll understand what he wants to communicate to you. Your buddy.
קודם כל לפני השאלה, הלוואי ויוחאי היה יכול לראות כמה... אני אמשיך את השאלה שלו, כי זה בדיוק מתקשר למחלקה. such a perspective and ask. But life isn't like this. And the Walter receive is always in control and it's not clear how to disconnect the point of truth from it, to live in that scrutiny of the truth, like we used to have, like the friend said. We were willing to do everything for that point of truth. And the Walter receive just, it's like a glue to him and you can't separate them. This way or that way, what it wants to do with you. That happens when I'm in front of the text. It's happening right now when we're scrutinizing. But we have these conditions here. Look at our conditions. It's in some way I can still make an effort. But... The whole life, my whole life, I don't have these conditions. A friend says he has fuel for two hours. There's friends that go down the stairs. I hear that once they leave the morning lesson, the point of truth disappears. Yes, there are those and there are those. Yes. Why is the Creator doing this? It's like He gathered us. There's a group of people that really want to do the best. The conditions on the outside just push us, but He disconnects the point of truth from us. Get closer to Him. Get closer. He really wants it. But you want to come closer to Him on your own terms. And He wants it on His terms. So what do you do? that maybe by doing the deed, he'll reach Lishma, that is all for the sake of the heavens, and he has no part that wants to receive for self-love. 
במלחמה, בואו נסתכל על זה מלחמה רגילה. בכל מלחמה, מי שהתכונן יותר טוב למלחמה, הוא מנצח. כל השאלה פה היא בעצם איך להתכונן כל רגע. facing stronger and stronger forces and each time you too have to be stronger against them yeah, so how do you get ready how do you prepare because eventually he gave an example once you bring a knife so he brings a gun you come with a gun you come with a rifle So how do you prepare your next weapon? Or should you always be prepared, get a blow, and then prepare? We always have to be in what is called recognition of evil. To get ready for an attack by the evil inclination. And then you will be able to move to a state where you are attacking him. You are protecting yourself correctly against it. And this way you'll succeed. It seems that you really need the help from above here at every moment. This you have to activate along with your actions. אז איך מתכוננים לזה, שיהיה כל הזמן... אז איך מתכוננים לזה, שיהיה כל הזמן... אז איך מתכוננים לזה, שיהיה כל הזמן... אז איך מתכוננים לזה, When you constantly think about the thought that the Creator sends you and you want to transition it into in order to bestow. So that should be the preparation every moment in life? Yes, yes. כן. 
the reforming light. There is no time in spirituality. There are states. And when a person sees that he is weak and unable and is willing to perhaps only get some help, some hint, then he gets it and advances. So what, to wait till the ego will be weak and then go to the side of the Creator and attack Him together? Yes. But He always surprises us again and again. So what? That's the way in life too. When is the right state to attack and when does it work? The attack can be in any situation and if you are attacking in the name of the Creator then you get the powers until you suddenly feel that a new spirit has entered you. The ego is like a serpent. You think you're on the side of the creator and in the end you're with the wall to receive. Fine. So you fell. You got up and you fell. Yes. There is nothing uh, nothing about it that needs to despair you, discourage you. A thousand times a a righteous falls and rises. How to understand when you're really on the side of the Creator, how to grab that point. By all kinds of signs that you place before you. That's it. Tov. He describes two specific paths. One is that is close to your heart and one of bestow that is distant from your heart. So where is that transition? Because in every scenario, it's always the path that is close to the heart. Also being here is close to the heart because somewhere else I'll feel unpleasant. So you come here. Where does that new spirit come in? Because there's no real choice between two paths. There's a path that is better for the heart and one isn't. One's through the friends or how? does this shift happen to a place where a person has life in a path that is far from his egoistic heart it's like a miracle it's like a abyss that you don't know how to yes yes correct that's already a good distinction a good insight that there is a, a chasm an abyss here whichever way I look at it there's no real two paths there's like an inner shift some spirit of bestowal that when a person tears his connection with one path one way a person does it does it happen from above he wants it to happen. How does a person that is completely immersed in himself want to be torn away from himself? 
Such times come. They come. Where does that desire come from? It's not his own desire? No. It's a desire from above. Is that the ten, the creator, or what? The creator. And how do you reach that? The light? Or... The creator sends him the light, and the person, through that, because of that light, he attains what he needs to do. In the end, of course, everything comes from the Creator. Yes. In the lesson, we were talking about attack. I heard you say many times that the best way is to agree with what the Creator is taking us through. How does it work out together to attack and to agree with the Creator? The attack means you're speaking to the friends or to someone else, never mind. And you agree, all of you together, to be in an attack. It may begin with not going to sleep in the middle of the day, like you have a chance to do today. And you read something together. Oh. or uh, you do something else but something from which you will have a stronger demand for the help of the Creator so it's agreeing with the tent yes to adhere to the tent to agree with them yes. and what they say you do yes Thank you. You said that if you attack by the name of the Creator, so you get more forces. What does it mean to attack in the name of the Creator? I don't know. I meant that you want to reach the purpose of creation, and you want to be connected with the friends and with the Creator. And you want to be in the middle among the friends, in order to help them, not in order to get help, but in order to help. And through all those forces that you're willing to invest in them until you totally exhaust yourself, you are willing to it, you're ready for it. I'm in the attack towards the friends or... Not not toward the friends. For the sake of the friends. Yes. Or we're together in an attack together. You are in an attack for the sake of the friends and likewise each one. How to draw the Creator into that attack because I don't have the forces to do it. How to pull him in there. If you aim for the Creator, then he is already in it. with them Mm -hmm. till Mount Sinai and give them the Torah. Mm -hmm. For that reason, he told them to go on the longer path, although it's further from the heart, 
it's a closer way to the truth, that by that they'll be ready to receive the Torah. So he's telling them, start in Lishma, in the path that's further away from the heart. Yes. So it's opposite of what the Rabbash says, start with Lolishma, the Rambam says in Lolishma. You start from Lolishma anyhow. So what is the Creator telling us to do in this path that's far from the heart? Yearn for Lishma, you will reach it in the usual way by this. You're not breaking the laws of nature. Very simple. All right. But as Rabash writes, either you're here or you're there, and we're like in the middle. What is this middle? What is this state? We are on the way to Lishma, to for her sake. On the way. We have to be more connected in our thoughts and in the goal and then we will achieve it we will achieve it but when when will it happen it will happen when the creator wants it to ask me I don't know I'm serious from the bottom of my heart I don't know Hello, dear Rav. I try to keep a pure intention, and then an inner voice comes and says that it's not the truth, that I'm cheating myself. How can I reach a pure intention where I feel that I'm not deceiving myself? Keep digging onwards. An inner voice comes and tells you that it's not uh, true. Keep digging into it. You'll go deeper and deeper until you see that probably according to what I feel, this is my real intention for now, for the time being. And this is how you will advance. Woman to women person gets a desire to make people happy. We encourage it in children. 
to use that quality until eventually it comes to a point where you want to bring joy to the Creator, to bring joy to His Maker. Are those qualities that are pure in their source, that are just to bestow? And There is no such thing as a clean uh, quality. Nothing. After the sin of Adam Rishon, everything was mixed and there's nothing that's clean. Yes, good morning, Adiraf. Um, relating to the question of the Turkish women, um, what is this, uh, actually, this truth-finding in keeping Torah and Mitzvot? The right intention in Torah and Mitzvot is that I want to bring contentment to the Creator. Mm-hmm. How do I come, let's say, to, let's say, how do I get the power to be able to, to come to this truth? Think about it. And ask the Creator to give you forces to do it. And that will give me the truth? Ken? Yes. So what is this truth finding? The pure intention, as much as I measure it, as much as I feel it, as being clean, pure, from all forms of the ego. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Rav. I wanted to make a precision regarding the attack and the advice you gave. That when the ten wants to attack the Creator, you said that it can be done once a day, or in some other frequency. What's the best way to go and attack toward the Creator? What frequency? How do we prepare ourselves for the attack? I think that no less than once a day. How do we organize this attack? How... Decide between you and try to do it. And then you'll see what it brings you to. What is an attack on the Creator? How does it happen in practice, in the tent? So we know what to aspire for, some kind of a gauge, direction, image of an attack. What is it? It means that the actions of the Creator is doing in the world on each and every one of you and on all of you together you want with those actions to bestow to the Creator in a way that He will change His relation towards you that He'll start helping that He will lift you that's it 
Ну, так это какая-то молитва, это атака, это молитва какая-то? Мы сделали атаку вот, на войне на обычную In regular war, you see the results with your eyes. But how do we see that the Creator is helping us, that we've bestowed upon Him? Is it even possible? Yes, it's possible. Except for that, you can also enter common actions with Him. What does it mean, common action? Common actions, one against the other. Woman, one. Woman, Hebrew, one. Woman, Hebrew, one. Thank you, Rav. He describes in the article a situation where a person gets a reward by seeing that he advances. He's constantly advancing. The question is, is this an incorrect reward that we have to um, expect? That already depends on as much as the environment holds a person. Obviously alone you can't hold on to this. Shouldn't a person want to advance all the time? Should he also keep going even without seeing advancement? A person can't hold on on his own. Yeah. It's more of an impression than a question. It's, it's, it's amazing how you can't understand Baal Sulam without the Rabash. Yeah. What is the work that the Rabash did so that we can understand texts like this, which are totally uh, abstruse without him? First of all, of all, there's working in adhesion, that without that, there's nobody to drink from. After you reach adhesion, in the Creator. So it's through adhesion with his father. So Rabbah said, you can't imagine how difficult it is from any other case. Because you have to annul your love and your attitude, your personal relation that you have to your father. It's not like we understand it. It's a lot, a lot more. And only afterwards you can reach what he writes about the subjugation, sweetening. About this renderance and sweetening, what he wrote here with half a sentence about the long and far and far and long. Barasalam writes about it in, in hints, and Rabash writes about it so courageously and elaborately and openly 
to write this way, to go against the establishment, against anything that is... Uh, what do you mean? Well, what, he read, uh, what we read about, how he wrote about the long and far way, or short way, how this way is not the way that leads to, to the truth, that when you perform commandments in order to receive such courage to write so openly about it, and not just this article, but all of us are articles uh, explain that basically well, let's say so, so what is it is it that time is it the soul what is the work and, and he, he presents it for the future what he's preparing for us here yeah of course it's for the future we don't need to think that the people he writes about supposedly understand and read and discuss it. No. There is some kind of negative attitude on their behalf, but not too much. Is it time for them to read it and suddenly they'll understand? No. So to whom did he write in this way? I think to us. Us. Um, well, that's my addition. I didn't hear it from you, but it feels to me like just as we can't understand Rabash without Barasulam, I'm sorry, just as we can't understand Barasulam without Rabash, we can't understand Rabash without you. What did I write? You didn't write, but Rabash, for, for example, the, 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 this article we read today, or long articles, he talks about the Torah and commandments and bringing contempt to the Creator, and to us it's translated immediately into the work of connection between us. And that it's clear to us that this is the only thing that brings contentment to the Creator, and that's the only place where we should mirror, measure ourselves with respect to Him, etc. So what can you do? Otherwise you'd never understand it correctly. So, as I said, it's not really a question, it's more like um, gratitude and um, um, impression. Thank you. That's my duty, my role, as much as I could have implemented it. Yes, Sasha. You just said that it was difficult for Rabash to announce, to cancel his love for his father. And then he entered. It was hard towards his father. So, if I may ask this, um, what is the right or accurate love for the teacher? I don't know. Ask the Creator for an explanation. Explanation for each and everything. I can't say. Thank you.
same direction. Yesterday in the lesson, you said that Rabash wants to take us and is taking us from our state and brings us to the state Barasulam can take care of us, can tend to us, where we understand what Barasulam talks about. Yeah. What does it mean that Barasulam will tend to us? What does it mean that Rabash tends to us? What is this tending? Tending. Am I tending you in some Again? Am I tending to you in some Yes. So same thing with Rabash and Bala Sulam. Yeah. What, for example, is the difference between your tending and the tending of Rabash? Who am I? I'm kind of like helping you read. And when you study from the books and reading, then you're already advancing practically. And what is the difference between the attending of Rabash and the attending of Barasulam? I can't express it. I can't express it. All I know is that the distance is, should still be very big. And how much? Are we ascending in the tending from Rabash to Balasalam, from tending by one to tending by another, or is it done in parallel? No, no, it's a sense. Is it a matter of a type of people that each one connects to... Um, it's a type of a generation. It's a type of a generation. What of you? Maybe it's, a, it's, a, it's an insight. The more time passes, the less love speaks, and we read more. Is this a correct discernment? That's right. And Rav wants to be more immersed in authentic text and less conversation, uh, heart-to-heart conversations. Yes, just as you should be already. So is this true? The more a person advances, the more immersed he is in the writings and the less he speaks? Yeah. And the effort is to simply go deeper and deeper into the writings and through it connect to the... Um... Yeah, like is this, the, you've made me behind and before. You see as much as he goes in and then keeps going deeper. You're right. What, I want to express how it feels. It feels like you are giving birth to us, pretending to us all the time like a parent, and we are like your children. And then you're bringing us to school where we are taught, and then you're the teacher too who says, if we are learning correctly what we're getting from the teachers, it's as if you're leading us along the way all the time with this faithful care, and then we grow, and we can receive what the writings, what the say, uh, Kabbalists are writing. Thank you. Thank you.
what the say, uh, Kabbalists are writing. Thank you. Um, thank you. That's it. So we'll end here. What are you doing there? I don't understand. Are you making faces? I never see you with friends. You see, our study has to be as close to others as possible. Here, Gershon is uh, woke up. Ken. Um.